I just want to close with uh, a story about uh, an employee who was having an incredibly bad day. And uh, this employee's name is a young man called Daniel. And he had a tyrant of a boss, and his boss's name was, a, he was a king, and his name was Nebuchadnezzar. Now, as we heard last week, Daniel was a young Jewish man, and he'd been dragged away to distant Babylon, and he'd been selected, along with other prime candidates, um, to take part in a, a really top-level uh, civil service training program at which he was absolutely excelling. And all the time, he's resisting the squeeze, the pressure... Uh, to compromise his beliefs in the God of Israel despite the best efforts of the Babylonians to purge these young Jews of their heritage and all that their heritage entailed. So why was Daniel having a very bad day? His boss, the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar, had had a dream and uh, it was a dream that was keeping him awake uh, subsequently. It troubled him and he couldn't sleep and so he issued a challenge to all of the magicians and astrologers and enchanters and whatever they were in uh, his kingdom, sorcerers, to recall the dream and interpret the dream. And uh, so he calls them in and they all said to him, tell us the dream and we'll interpret it. And he said, no, 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 you tell me the dream and the interpretation. Tell me the dream, tell me what it means. And they said, that's crazy. He said, no, tell me the dream and tell me what it means. And if you don't, I'll cut you all into pieces and I'll make your houses a pile of rubbish. Now, I don't think any of you have got a boss like that. <laughs> I, I had a boss once who uh, he could cut you to pieces with his words. And uh, if you left your bicycle in the wrong place, no, not this boss. If you left your bicycle, <laughs> <laughs> now this was many years ago. We used to have bicycles around the factory. And if you left the bicycle in the wrong place, he would cut it to pieces. He'd send it down to the tool room and it'd come back in bits. You'd have to go and buy another one at the expense of the company. But these guys, they said, in amongst themselves, they said, that's impossible. You expect us to actually tell you the dream you've had and then interpret it. If you could tell it, maybe we could interpret it. But no, he said, you're, you're, uh, you're all going to be executed. And he places the order for all of these uh, wise people in his kingdom. So he loses all the wisdom in one shot. All the wise people in his kingdom are going to get executed. And Daniel can't believe it because he hadn't heard about this and he was among, sort of numbered amongst those people. And so the message comes to him that, hey, uh, he only hears it when men come to actually take him away to get him executed. And he said, hey, wait, wait, wait. I want to go into the king. I don't want to sort, sort this out. And so he actually gets permission to go to the king. So what does he do? He goes to the king and he asks for time. And he must have been respected because the king gives him time. So he goes home and he's got those three friends we talked about last week, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And he says to those friends, he tells them about the dilemma and he says, we need to pray to our God that he'll have mercy on us. And so they pray and Daniel, it would seem, sleeps. Because he sleep, as he sleeps, he has this vision. And in the vision, it's actually a vision that, gives him the interpretation of the dream. And uh, so he wakes up quite excited that he's got the answer. And so he, he takes time, and before he actually goes back to the king, he takes time to, to praise God and to thank him for revealing the dream to him. And then he goes into the king, and he's at pains to give all the credit to God. He doesn't go into the king up, uh, noting himself. He says, it's actually the God of Israel who's actually revealed to me what I'm going to tell you now. 
and uh, the king hears it. And uh, amazingly, the, t- the king in turn gives credit to Daniel's God. And he says, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries. Now, it's a fascinating story. If you want to read it in your Bible, it's in Daniel chapter 2. It's a good read. But when you read a story like that and you think, oh, I can't relate to that because my workplace isn't quite like that. I'm not going to get cut to shreds if I do the wrong thing. But Daniel is a remarkable man in that he stands for what he believes and he's prepared with courage to go in to his employer and to make a point. But he goes in there, I think more, more than anything else, he goes in there confident because he knows his God is with him. You know, if you're a follower of Jesus and you're sitting here this morning thinking about your workplace and all the, all the struggles that you might experience in your workplace, I wonder do you realise that God is with you and God wants you to know that he's with you. And when you go into those difficult situations at work, whether it's relational or the, or the job in hand, to be able to know and pray for God's strength like these guys did, God, have mercy on us. Show us. Show me in this situation what I should do. Um, what, a, what a privilege that is to be able to do that. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, I'd encourage you, think about Daniel on a very, very bad day. He had this amazing sense that God was with him and he acted in the light of it. Now, if God is with you, I wonder what sort of difference that could make to your day. It was fantastic hearing these guys up here this morning. And uh, Kylie can go into her days juggling all those things, knowing that God is with her. Mark can go into his building sites, wanting to be more relational with people and asking God to help him do that. Sarah can be that fantastic mum that she is with all the ups and downs of dealing with young children and she can have that consciousness that God is with her. And Dave, on the job, wanting to shine for Jesus, can ask God to help him with those things that he struggles with. And, you know, for each of us, I think that's... When we're followers of Jesus, we have that amazing ability to go wherever we go and he's walking side by side with us, hand in hand with us, uh, all along the way. God wants you and me to shine amidst the squeeze, the pressure of the everyday challenges that come our way. And when we shine, the people around us, they see God. And, you know, we're going to fail, and it was revealing the way people fail, and we could all tell our fail stories, couldn't you? Couldn't we? But, you know, when we admit our mistakes and we own up to them, I think then we show what God is like as well. And there's a verse on a slide following that. I just, as Mark plays, just think about uh, this verse. It says, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, that was a verse for Joshua when he was facing difficult things. I think it's a verse Daniel could have applied to his life. Our workplaces can cause us to fear. They can cause us to be discouraged. God says to you and he says to me, be strong and courageous because I'm with you wherever you go.